whoever is listening, guys, welcome back. My name is Grayson Mann. This is the Man with the Plan podcast, episode 92. 92 episodes, guys. We got big stuff planned this week. I'm going to try to do a Monday, Monday, which is what you're listening to right now, Wednesday, and a Friday show. And that Friday show has an interview coming up, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy that. What a whirlwind it's been today. We're going to talk about two simple things. I think the Lakers are trapped, and I think the Browns and the ba- Browns and Baker Mayfield can benefit from each other. In fact, I think Mayfield could save them. We're going to talk all that very shortly. But first, I just want to say today, as I'm recording this, it is Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. All the fathers that are listening to the show, you guys are doing a great job, doing a great service for anybody that needs it. And just how important parenting is for my own dad. Thank you for allowing me to pursue my dreams and be able to pursue kind of this. When This wouldn't be possible without you, me wearing a headset and a microphone talking in front of an audience that I could have never imagined talking to. So it's crazy. So thank you, dad. I'm always be appreciative for you. Can't wait to get into it. Let's start with LeBron James and the Lakers. Guys, they're trapped. And here's why. I got to roll up the sleeves for this one because I think I might anger some people, but you always feel sometimes you're a, a, a job, a relationship, maybe even a friendship or even a game. You're just like, man, I'm kind of trapped here. You just really, really can't see a way out of this. You're starting looking left. You start looking right. You're like, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't really know about this. So last year, the Lakers were in an interesting spot. They were about a couple of years, they're about a year removed from the uh, bubble championship, then which they took down a very tired Jimmy Butler in the Miami Heat 4-2. And they had just been eliminated in the first round due to Anthony Davis' injury, which we'll get into in a second, against the NBA finalist runner-up in the Phoenix Suns. So there was a lot of questions and a lot of answers. The Lakers did some shuffling. And what I find very interesting is I was very against it. <laughs> and I'm not one to come out on the show and be like, ah, all this crazy aggressiveness. But something that I do want to address is how I feel the Lakers are in a really bad spot. And it started with this Russell Westbrook trade. I was not a fan of it coming out. I said, he's going to give you energy. He's going to give you a lot of heat, a lot of passion. He's going to be uh, really great for that roster in terms of what he can bring when LeBron is off the court, when Anthony Davis is off the court. He can still be a star in certain cases, but... It was an absolute disaster this year. The Lakers finished 33 and 49 and missed the playoffs entirely and the play-in tournament, which they could, they, they scratched, they got into last year by defeating the Golden State Warriors. That was actually one of my favorite games that I've watched. It was an absolute, just masterful showing by LeBron. And there's been a lot of things that I want to comment on them. There's nothing against Darvin Ham and his, uh, Darvin Harn, that hire with the Lakers. Nothing, I think I, that's a fantastic hire, what they're doing. It's just that I think he might be walking into a trap. <laughs> uh, let's just run down the list. So as of right now, LeBron is not committed to anything past his contract, which is next year. The Lakers owe Westbrook a lot of money in the $40 million range. I think it's 47 for next year if they decide to opt into that contract. And Anthony Davis has not shot a basketball since April. One of those is not as big deal as the others, but there's just a lot of things. That every time I look on the Lakers or look at something, I'm just like, ah, oh, gosh. I'm just not sure about this. And I'm not coming out by saying that this Lakers experiment with LeBron has been a disaster because I think they got, some would say, hey, they got their title in 2020. Who cares? But what I think when you sign on LeBron and you get Anthony Davis and you have star stud caliber like that, you have two all perennial players, all pro players that can change the court like that, is one title enough? It's like LeBron said in Miami, not one, not two, not three. 
there's just a lot that has happened and this team is almost playing against themselves. The clock is going against them in a lot of ways. Um, I just want to run something at you guys. LeBron has averaged just 55 games with the Lakers since he's been there. He hasn't played a full season and the injuries are starting to pile up and the age is starting to show. I'm not also saying that LeBron is by any means terrible because he had 30 average 30 points a game this season when he was on the court. So when he's on the court, he's a game changer. This Lakers team is not a disaster by any means, but there's also a standard we hold teams with LeBron James on and Anthony Davis on all-star caliber players, hall of fame caliber players. There's just something wrong. There's just always something with this team. And as they get older, they're going to get more brittle. Russell Westbrook is a big example. As he's gotten older, that athleticism started to drop. He had play a full season. Now some of that was rest. Some of that was this and that. It just feels like a giant, giant disaster. Do I have all the answers? No, but I've, every time I look at this roster and every time I look at this team, we're going to actually find out a lot. Are they going to be aggressive with the draft? Are they going to be aggressive in free agency? They can't really be aggressive. They, uh, I think they. a lot of these consistent words that I find when I read these certain articles are minimum contracts or quick contract or basically they're financially trapped because they owe LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook just unreal amount of money. And I don't think they're getting the best production out of them. I don't think LeBron is also committed to playing for the Lakers long-term. Now this could all change if he decides to stay and say, Hey, maybe I don't play with my son. That's just not how it's meant to be. Anthony Davis, is he going to stay healthy? That's the big question mark. When this team has LeBron and Anthony Davis healthy, this is a completely different team. It's a gamble. However, as Anthony Davis has not played a full season either since he's been with the Lakers. And that was even with that bubble run. That bubble run was a blessing in disguise in many ways as it gave the Lakers three months off to rest. Their roster is old. Their roster is brittle. It's very compact, and there's a lot of talented players on there. Carmel Anthony can still give you a nice night every now and then. Malik Monk is a very promising young figure player who's very capable, but can they keep him? They've got a lot of great pieces, but they also have a lot of big questions. Has this team finally restored their vision and their game plan for the future? I'm sure they don't want to miss the playoffs for a second straight year in a row. They just fired their coach who did so, and Frank Vogel is a mess. It's crazy. And only under the scope of LeBron James do we have this type of outlook. And for the Western Conference, it's only going to get more competitive. You have the Phoenix Suns, who are going to stick around as long as Chris Paul's on that team, teaching these guys how to win. They have a lot of great players. If they can get Aiton back, even better. The Golden State Warriors, who just won the NBA Finals, defeating the Boston Celtics, they aren't going anywhere, guys. They got a lot of great players, and they still have that core of Steph Curry and Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. They're not going anywhere. You got the Memphis Grizzlies, who are continuing to get better. John Morant is a young rising superstar. Teams like the Denver Nuggets are going to get Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. back. They're kind of like the Lakers in a way. If they're healthy, they're dangerous. They're crazy. You have teams like the Timberwolves who are continuing to get better. You have teams like the Pelicans with CJ McCollum. Can Zion Williamson come back? There's a lot of question marks, but the Lakers fall right into that question mark. Where do they lie in this Western Conference scheme? Where do they lie within this plan? Because there's a lot of teams that are better than them, but there's also a lot of teams that if they're on the same health playing field, the Lakers can rise above that with the experience of a LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You can't tell me that a healthy LeBron and Anthony Davis can't make the playoffs when they're healthy. That's a big if. It's a little bit of everything right now. There's a lot of different factors that you're just, if you're a Lakers fan right now, you're like, oh my gosh, how are we going to fix this? 
I think what the Lakers need to do is they need to kind of just do some roster work. And I think they might need to give up on this Russell Westbrook experiment as quick as possible and find some key players. I don't know how you're going to get that contract or get rid of it, but I don't know if this, this core works. I'm not sure. And now I think some of you guys may say, Hey, why are you doing this rant? If you don't have a solution, that's because I can't find one. I was trying to think of certain players. Maybe you can sign on a Bruce Brown. You can maybe sign on a Kavon Looney. You can sign an Otto Porter guys who are cheap, who can contribute, who have playoff experience. I don't, I'm just not sure. I think that we're going to get a lot more answers, but I did want to get on this before free agency and the draft started because it is very interesting and the Lakers are fun to talk about. I mean, why wouldn't I want to talk about LeBron James and his quest for title number five? It's crazy. I just love it. So guys, I'm going to take a short break. Hope you guys enjoyed that segment. When I return, we're going to talk about why Baker Mayfield and the Browns could really benefit from each other and why maybe Baker could save them. This is the Man with the Plan podcast. We'll be right back. Now, this is one with many edges to it. (laughs) So I think you guys have been following it. And ever since Mayfield has been drafted to Cleveland, he has been a headline. He has been a story. And it's a very, very fascinating one to me. There's so many different factors leading Cleveland back to the playoffs for the first time, catching that two-point conversion against the Jets for his first career win. There's a lot of promise, and there's a lot of things to root for when you're Baker Mayfield. The underdog mentality, going on Colin Cowherd's podcast and being like, hey, man, you're a chump, stuff like that. He didn't actually say that, but it's they beef. (laughs) But I've always been a big fan of Baker. I always loved his personality. I think he could be a distraction at times, but I think there was always potential there not necessarily number one overall pick, but certainly worthy of being one of the 32 starters in the league. And if there's one thing that Baker Mayfield is that everybody can agree on is that the dude is tough as nails. And it certainly showed that with this season with the Cleveland Browns. After making the playoffs in a COVID year, Baker tore, tore, tore his labrum and he had to deal with that since week two of the season in a stretched out year where all of the pressure was on him. Contract year has to get that extension, has to prove himself worthy of a contract extension of a number one overall pick so the Browns can commit themselves to this guy for a longer term. But then we had some other stuff happen in the mean mix of everything. We had Deshaun Watson. And say what you will about the legal stuff. I try to stay away from that on the show. I always have and always will. But he's a hell of a quarterback. And when Deshaun Watson's on the field, things change. And Stuff circulated from Houston, stuff circulated in the media and all that. And then something interesting popped up in the middle of the season is that Cleveland was a potential suitor for the quarterback that was disgruntled in Houston. And a lot of people were either going, yes, you got to take that upgrade when you can get it ASAP. And there were some saying, hey, Baker Mayfield just took us to a playoff run. What are we doing ditching him to the curb? There's so many different ways you can look at this. I'm going to start with the one that got Deshaun Watson. They signed him to a mega extension, $230 million, richest extension in history, never seen it happen. Crazy stuff. But there's also another side of the uh, quarterback that fought for his life, fought for everything for that franchise and gets cast aside. It's the name of the business. It's the name of the NFL. It's how these things work. But as the story has progressed, as civil suits emerge, as storylines coming out, as suspensions are potentially pending, I think there's a way that this solution can be solved with Deshaun Watson and the Browns and how Baker Mayfield can fit into this mix. There's a lot to it. I believe in Baker Mayfield, though. 26 touchdowns, eight picks when he was the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns in 2020, that COVID year that everybody remembers. No fans, big adjustments, testing all the time. That's a year of a quarterback 
where you got to prove yourself as I think not necessarily play, but leadership. That's a tough year to be able to lead everybody. That's a tough year where everybody's having to try to figure out an answer, find something. How do we play in this new environment? And Baker did it masterfully. He was able to master the play action, control the run game, be able to call out certain things and make throws when he needed to, almost beating the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. The Cleveland Browns were one of the highlight stories, almost a Cinderella story in my mind during the 2020 season. Something to root for. A city we often like to make fun of and like to make jokes of. Cleveland was rising above it all. And they had a great year. They took down Pittsburgh in the playoffs. They annihilated them. Baker Mayfield was efficient. He was present. He wasn't a distraction. And this year, it just did not work out. It was very unfortunate. A lot of struggles and a lot of expectations. All on this man's shoulders, no pun intended. But I think there's a way to fix it, like I said. And I think regardless of how you feel about the Deshaun Watson case. And I think this is very hypothetical based on what I've read. Let's just say Deshaun Watson is suspended anywhere from eight games to a year. And I know eight games in a year is a very, very like wide range of stuff that we're playing with here. But I think there's a way for Baker Mayfield to be able to prove that he still got it. And at the same time, lead this kind of roster because what, what makes everybody forget all the struggles, all the sins, success. And let's say that the Browns suspend, not the Browns, the NFL suspends Deshaun Watson for eight games. And the Browns say, hey, Baker, we need you. And it's kind of like that hero moment where let's say he was there all along. Well, we couldn't see it. I think that the Baker Mayfield could have his return moment. He could be Cleveland's hero without being Cleveland's hero in a way. Now, there are trade rumors for him going to Carolina, but this is solely based off of like, in the now, in the present, I don't know how this salary cap situation works with Carolina and Baker Mayfield. I know there have been trade talks, but it's very, it feels very stagnant. It feels like it hasn't moved in the last couple of weeks. So let's throw that hypothetical out there. Let's say Baker Mayfield comes back to camp. Sean Watson's not able to practice with the team. You bring in a new number one receiver with Amari Cooper. This roster, very, very capable of winning a Super Bowl with the right pieces. They can revitalize the run game. They can do what works for Baker Mayfield, run the football 30 to 40 times, let Baker Mayfield throw it maybe 18 to 22 times. Mid-level passing, play-action passing. He's fully capable of doing that. He doesn't have his go-to guy in Jarvis Landry, but they have clearly capable guys in Njoku. They have Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones. They got a lot of guys that can make it work and can make it happen. Let's say Mayfield goes five and three, six and two with this Cleveland Browns team. It has to take a step back. Maybe he doesn't even come back or is the backup for the rest of the season. Not only is Baker Mayfield doing a lot of good things for himself, but he's doing a lot of good things for Cleveland. And this is what, what has Baker Mayfield always been knacked at? His maturity, his ability to rise above certain situations. Can you imagine what would it be like for a lot of teams to see, hey, this quarterback really swallowing his pride here and leading Cleveland to a potential playoff run a city that's desperate for that kind of success. And I know they just made the playoffs two years ago and they have pretty good, they had a pretty good basketball run when LeBron was there, but this is a team that when success comes, it is celebrated and it is super fun to watch. Can you imagine if Baker Mayfield led this team to a six and two record and Watson took them to the Super Bowl? Baker's the hero. Baker's the guy who swallowed his pride was mature and had eight games on tape now to say, Hey, that last year playing on a torn labrum shouldn't have tackled that guy but I went through it and I can do it for your team too. Baker gets his contract extension in Cleveland. Not only re just removes themselves from this nightmare that's been the Deshaun Watson situation, but also 
has a story. I love a good story when I see one, and I wanted to bring it up to you guys because I think Baker Mayfield and the Browns can really benefit from each other, benefit from each other in a substantial way. I believe it. I believe in Baker Mayfield. So Baker, if you see this podcast, no, I got your back, bud. <laughs> but anyways, guys, that was our Monday morning podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed why the Lakers are trapped and why I really don't have a solution for it. It's insane. And why Baker Mayfield can save the Browns. Guys, this was episode 92 of the Man with the Plan podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Samsung Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, thank you so much, as always, for listening. Subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can get my face-to-face and all the hand movements and all the all that. It's just crazy. <laughs> but thank you guys, as always. Happy Father's Day to those who celebrate. Thank you guys so much. Have a great week and take care. Bye.